25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. Welcome to our Yom Ha'atzmaut special. Happy 71st birthday to the State of Israel at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. We are celebrating Israel 71 on this Yom Hatzma'ut 5779. Hard to believe. Uh, it's day 19 in the counting of the Omer, two weeks and five days. You forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. The Klein writes on uh, on uh, our app, thanks for making me feel as if I'm in Israel. Nice. ZBIS writes, Chidon Tanakh, an Israeli one, a USA Kushner student, took second place. How amazing is that? I'm sure when Mayor Weingarten arrives, he'll be all on top of that story, all over that story. Uh, in terms of the Chidon Tanakh, which is our tradition every year on Yom Ha'atzmaut to really laud those who have uh, spent their Yom Ha'atzmaut being quizzed on the Tanakh and have accomplished uh, so much over the recent years when they were preparing for the Chidon Tanakh for the International Bible Contest. And we'll uh, try to get the names and schools of all the winners from the USA uh, on the air later on this morning at JMN. But so far, one of our listeners has informed us an unconfirmed report <laughs> that a student from Kushner, where we just were, we were just at Kushner a few weeks ago, that a student from Kushner uh, has taken second place. So how cool is that? Um, oh, I see there's somebody here on... Uh, there's somebody here. Did we... Did we meet this young man at Kushner? Apparently, according to the sports rabbi, his name is Benjamin Kolhamira. Yeah, we spoke with him. When we were at Kushner, we spoke with him on the air. And um, trying to see here, it says they gave him questions on the screen in English. He got one wrong. He wanted the questions in Hebrew. Wow. All right, so details about what happened at the Chidon Tanakh are coming out. And it seems that uh, Binyamin Kol Hamira, who again we spoke with at Kushner when we visited there a few weeks ago with JM and the AM, uh, it seems that... Uh, that he uh, placed in second place in the International Bible Contest. How amazing is that? JM in the AM with 54 degrees on this Yomatsmud. 81% humidity winds in northeast at 9 miles an hour. Mostly cloudy with a high of 57 than tonight. Cloudy and a low of 53. Tomorrow morning thunderstorms and a high temperature of 70 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 60. We're at 54 in New York City. As we say uh, good morning here at JM in the AM. And Israel is celebrating 71 years of independence. The torch lighting ceremony has taken place on Har Herzl, on Mount Herzl. And um, and the uh, full-fledged national celebration all over the country is uh, taking place as we speak. All of the uh, all of the 
traditions of Yom Hatzmut, I'm sure, are in full gear, including mangal, <laughs> barbecuing in Israel on Yom Hatzmut. All right, we'll do all this with Mayor Weingarten. He is expected uh, soon in our studio to uh, really help kick off our um, amazing uh, Israel Independence Day uh, celebration here at JM in the AM. All right, more coming up, everybody. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Chag Sameach, Moadim L'Simcha L'Gula Shlema. That is the actual 1983 performance at Eurovision by Ofra Chaza with Chai. Could you imagine how many years ago was that? 1983, so uh, almost 40 years ago. Unbelievable. Thursday morning, Yom Ha'atzmut morning at JM and the AM as we are celebrating Israel 71. It's day 19 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so. Sometime today, Mayor Weingarten is going to join me, and we'll continue this amazing Yom Ha'atzmaut special all the way until 9 a.m. I thank you for joining us on this special day, as only JM and the AM can present it, and it's wonderful to celebrate together with you. Uh, feel free to comment on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this Israel 71 as we celebrate 71 years of our incredible state of Israel. It is amazing. It is incredible. And we often forget just how amazing and incredible it is. Today, we get an opportunity to remember how amazing and incredible it is. And uh, it's a pleasure to welcome you to our Israel 71 celebration. Yom Ha'atzma'ut morning at JM in the AM.
את זיכרונותיי, עוד לא בניתי לי את בית חלומותיי. היי, עוד לא אהבתי די, הרוח והשמש על פעמיי. היי, עוד לא אמרתי די, שאת פה ואת כל כך יפה, ממך אני בורח כמו ממגפה. עוד יש הרבה דברים שרציתי לעשות, את בטח תסלחי לי גם בשנה הזאת. אני מיד עוד לא אהבתי דם, הרוח והשמש על פעמיי. אהה, עוד לא אמרתי דם, ואם לא, אם לא עכשיו. We are celebrating Israel's 71 here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in and being part of it, everybody. Nine minutes before 7 o'clock as we celebrate Israel Independence Day, Mayor Weingarten is going to be joining me, and we're going to continue this celebration. Tell your friends, tell your relatives, tell everybody you know, now is the time to tune in, be part of JM in the AM on this very, very special day as uh, we get set to... Um, fill these airwaves with amazing words and incredible music regarding the beloved state of Israel. JM in the AM as uh, we continue. This is a um, this is a let's see here. 
This is the um, Yisrael Bil Vavod, made famous by uh, Ohad and Itzik Dadja and Simon Jacob. Yisrael Bil Vavot, a very special production in honor of the State of Israel at JM in the AM. We've been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how, while our people flood back in from all the nations, and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything and await your warm embrace of full redemption.
JM in the AM, happy Yom Ha'atzmoed, Chag Sameach, Mo'adim L'Simcha, Ligula Shleiman. With that in mind, I say, Chag Sameach, Mayor Weingarten. Chag Sameach, Nachum David. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday, or is it birthday anniversary? It's both. I, I say both. It's both. We made it to this point, and when I say we, I mean the people of Israel. Oh, God. It, wasn't, we, it was not easy. Can we spend a moment thinking about what people in the Jewish community 1,900 years ago and 1,800 years ago and 1,700 years ago and 1,600 years ago and 1,000 years ago and 500 years ago and 400 years ago and 200 years ago (laughs) and even 100 years ago would say if they saw what we are enjoying, if they saw what we have the schut, the privilege of having, and now 71. Are you cold, by the way? I'm fine. And now 71. 71. 71 years of sovereignty and, in the land of Israel. And, and, and I, I got, you know, we got our news coming up. Now, okay. I don't know, now I don't know what to do. We have our news coming up yet. I'm so anxious to tell you some of the things I heard from every leap tag last night. So now I don't know what to do, Mayor. I'm in, a, I'm in one of those radio quandaries. Well, you know what? You've been doing this for quite a long time, and I'm sure you'll find the solution. <laughs> You're not willing to help, huh? Me? You're uh, leaving it totally up to fear. You're leaving it totally up to me. I'm waiting for the valet parking. <laughs> what ended up happening? Did you end up finding a parking space in front of the studio this morning? Mm, sort of. Did things ease up for you in terms of this pressure-filled Yobot's boot morning? Sort of. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pressure. Two thousand years. Uh, waiting a parking spot for two thousand exactly. years. Exactly. You know, this, this is what bothers me about people like That's you. That's right. You know, you were you were ready to wait almost two thousand years for a state, but you can't be a little bit more patient when it comes to parking, huh? So you know what? I was waiting for later, but I'll just yeah. I'll give you this this is the, a headline quote yes. by Barbara Tuckman. The Jews are the only people who live in the same land worship the same God, and speak the same language as they did 3,000 years ago. Nobody else can say that. Yep. Gives us a little perspective. We can also say say that the population of Israel is now over 9 Mm -hmm. million people. Yes. And I think it's 6.7 million Jews, I think, or something like that. So there's a lot to say on this 71st birthday. Yes. When the British started the mandate, right. they believed that the land couldn't possibly accommodate more than two or three million people. Right. And now, <laughs> all we talk about is how much vast land there is that needs to they be filled. They didn't realize that the Jews would come and figure out how to desalinate water. Right. Oh, and a million other things. Right, but that was part of the big right. issue was the big there picture. wouldn't be enough water. The infrastructure wouldn't be able to handle and water it. is always a big issue. Right. Okay, so is how that is. And now, if there's not enough room, we'll go to the moon. We'll live there. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> uh, you were in Israel during that, right? Yeah. You saw the crash landing yes. from Israel. <laughs> well, I didn't see the crash landing, but I sort of saw it. <laughs> well, everyone saw the reaction to the crash landing. But the reaction was very positive. Yeah, and I can't blame them, frankly. It, well, it, it, it's an amazing accomplishment. It's an amazing accomplishment. And it's all well, the although moon. You, although you had to feel bad. In the last, I did. last 10 minutes of a three-year project. You know what? I think the buildup in the media was wrong because they kept building it up and building it up. And the people on the project kept saying, this is the most difficult part. This is the most hazardous right. moment is the landing. It's the most. It's the trickiest and everything. So don't be disappointed. But then the media built it up that... You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network, and this is Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio News. 
גלי צהל השעה שתיים, חג עצמאות שמח, כאן הגר קרני עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הזוכה בחידון התנ״ך לשנת תשע"ט הוא יונתן וייסמן, תלמיד כיתה י"ב בישיבת נחלים. עבדנו קשה, הצלחנו. שנתיים וחצי, וברוך השם, היום. ידענו, השווינו תשובות, יש מישהו שעקף אותי בשאלת ראש הממשלה, הוא היה חמישי בסוף. אני גם ברמת התרגשות שאני לא כל כך שם לב שזה קורה. אחרי זה בסרט, בבית, נראה. למקום השני הגיע ג'ייקוב בנימין קולחמירו מישיבת קושנר בארצות הברית. הוא הפסיד בתום קרב צמוד מאוד, לאחר שלא הצליח לענות על שאלה בשלב הראש בראש. ראש הממשלה נתניהו אמר לאחר זכייתו, אני תמיד שואל האם התנ״ך נלמד בבתי הספר הלא דתיים, ובעיניי זו עדיין משימה גדולה מאוד, להנחיל את מורשת התנ״ך ואהבתו לכל ילדי ישראל. זו הסיבה שאנחנו עושים את החידון הזה, דברי נתניהו, מהם מביא כתבנו דורון קדוש. מאות אלפי ישראלים מבלים את יום העצמאות בפארקים ובשמורות הטבע בכל רחבי הארץ. אנחנו משפחה מעפולה, באנו לפה לשמוח, למנגל, לטייל ביער, לחגוג את חג העצמאות. הגענו ממושב עין יעקב, אנחנו נמצאים ביער בית קשת, מקום יפהפה ומשגע. אנחנו כאן ביער קק"ל בחולדה, נהנים, חוגגים, כמובן שומרים על הניקיון, שיהיה חג שמח לכולם. מהקרן הקיימת לישראל נמסר כי ישנה תפוסה מלאה בנחל השופט, מעיין חרוד, פארק בריטניה, פארק ז'בוטינסקי, שמורת הטבע אינו צוקים, יער חולדה, יער המגינים, יער, יער צורעה, יער חרובית, חורשת טל, יער אלעד ומרכז בגין בירושלים. כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו מוסר כי הציבור מתבקש שלא להגיע לאתרים הללו. מטס חיל האוויר בשמי הארץ הסתיים לפני זמן קצר לאחר שחלף מעל עשרות ערים משעות הבוקר. כתבנו אליאב בטיטו בילה עם הצופים במטס בחופה של תל אביב. שמענו את הרעשים מהבית, ישר רצנו החוצה, בלי לחשוב יותר מדי, שתי קפקפים, והנה אנחנו פה רואים את המטוסים. אני רואה מטוסים מגניבים שהם עושים פעלולים וממש כיפית פותקים. זה כיף, זה מרגש, לא רואים את זה כל יום. הם עושים סיבובים מגניבים וגם לי תאגיד השידור הציבורי הודיע שיעניק כרטיסים בחינם לתושבי הדרום, לחצאי הגמר ולחזרות של האירוויזיון. כתבתנו ענבל גזית. לא בטוח שהמניעים הם רק הערכה ותמיכה כדברי ההודעה, אבל שבוע ויומיים לפני גמר האירוויזיון, לתאגיד השידור כאן נותרו כרטיסים לחזרות ולחצאי הגמר של התחרות, והם מוצאים כעת חינם אין כסף לתושבי הדרום שסבלו מתקפת רקטות בתחילת השבוע. כל שעליהם לעשות, למצוא דרך להגיע לתל אביב לטובת צפייה במופע. רוכב קורקינט בן 12 נפצע באורח בינוני עד קשה מפגיעת רכב בתל אביב. כתבתנו ליאס פילקין מוסרת כי נסיבות התאונה נחקרות. ובחרמון נפצע ילד בן ארבע באורח בינוני לאחר שנפגע מאנדרטה. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר כי הוא פונה באמצעות מסוק לבית החולים בנהריה כשהוא סובל מפגיעה בראשו. תחזית מזג האוויר מעונן חלקית עם טמפרטורות נמוכות מהרגיל לעונה, ייתכן גשם בהרים. ולסיום, חיילי צה"ל מברכים את אזרחי ישראל בחג עצמאות שמח. שלום לכולם, אני סמר שרה ענוג, מציינת נשיא מזרוע הים, מאחלת לכל תושבי המדינה יום עצמאות שמח. ומיד אחרי החדשות, יורם סוויסה ושיר הדס מאיר מארחים את אליעד. אלה החדשות שעורך אילנה אהרונוב. Thursday morning, Yom HaTzmud. Happy birthday number 71 to the state of Israel uh, on this Yom HaTzmud, Israel Independence Day. Did we just get through a whole newscast at the top of the hour on Yom HaTzmud without hearing the word mangal? Is that yeah. Po- is that possible? Yeah. Yes, yes. No I barbecuing mean, today? 
you have to assume the default that the people that they interviewed in the parks were doing mangal, but I don't remember hearing the word either. But we have the winner of the Chidon Tanakh. We do. Yonatan Weissman from Yerushalayim, who went head-to-head in the final round, which I had to miss because I had to leave the house. Mm. That's where I... But the number three winner came from a non-Orthodox school. Wow. Which, which is what the Prime Minister, the Prime Minister Netanyahu was out. pointing out. Because, and his family, of course, also. His, his son, who uh, came in second or third also. Years ago. Years ago. And his wife's family also all were across. Uh, number two, the person you interviewed, Binyamin Kolchamira. When we were visiting the Kushner School a few weeks back, he was one of our guests, and I think it was on the topic of the Chidon Tanakh. And uh, and look what happened. He ends up in second place. That's pretty amazing. That is incredible. Beating there, there were three Israelis in the list, you know, in the final four. Three Israelis and one American. So he beat out a lot of Israelis. You know, a lot of other Israelis. I was so, surprised the prime minister didn't point out that uh, that he's from Kushner. That he's from a school <laughs> yeah, named, right. named for Jared Kushner's family. <laughs> That's right. I was thinking of that. Right. How are they going to present that on the left now? <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's a conspiracy. No, the the, the prime minister went out of his way to make right, sure that yeah. Kushner's school was. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. um, uh, and I'll tell you something. There, there weren't that many contestants from America. There was one from St. Louis. Yeah. And I don't. And the third one, I don't remember uh, where he was from. Um, Mexico, a lot. From Mexico. Mexico, Australia, former Soviet Union. Wow. Canada and, and the United States. So um, those from some of the countries who aren't fluent in Hebrew answered in their native tongue, Russian. Right. But he, the Kushner kid, wanted to answer in Hebrew, right? Right. That was the whole thing. And, and there's a translator for each language. There's wow. an English translator, a Spanish translator, a Russian translator. So when one of the Russian contestants, Russian, I don't, one right. of the countries Fact, from right. the former Soviet Union. Right answered so the translator translated and Yuli Edelstein who is the Yoshev Rosh Knesset who's also the Yoshev Rosh of the judge chairman of the judge thing said I understood it in the original and it is correct <laughs> very good as a former prisoner of Zion who sat in Soviet prisons for a long time can a non-Jew be in the Chidona Tanakh and I'm mm. asking that because you know what's going to happen soon some kid from China yeah. or somewhere in the Far East, is going to be fluent in Hebrew, is going to be fluent in Tanakh, because you know what's going on with the study I of... I think it's called Chidon Tanakh Olami Lenoar Yehudi, but wow. I'm not, and it's done through the Jewish agency in Israel. I'm not sure. Something very, just, it was a moment. When the Prime Minister comes in, he comes in towards the end, and so right. forth. So the Sar HaChinuch, who's in charge of it also, is sitting always next to the Prime Minister. And who is currently the Sar HaChinuch? Naftali Bennett. Oh. So they were sitting next to oh, each boy. other the whole time. And Bennett kept a smile, I got to say. Wow. Uh, eight minutes after the hour, celebrating Yom Atzmut, Israel Independence Day, 71 years later. And there's been, in my opinion, a uh, very important historical transition over the last few years. Uh, something that I think of, I leave tag touched on last night didn't really that wasn't really his theme where did he speak at the Mizrahi Apollo Mizrahi of the Lower East Side thank you mayor you're welcome <laughs> just in the ulam at wow preceding Kibbutz Kal <laughs> with and 
uh, post the uh, Tefillat Arvid Baruch Agayit. Very nice. And I said to him, we have blue and white cookies for Yotzel the Holodeus. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> oh, and by the way, send regards to you. Thank you. Yeah, he thinks you're a real big shot. You should know. I'm not he kidding. He thinks I'm a real he big shot? He thinks you're a real big I'm shot. I'm going to have to send him straight <laughs> at some point. He says, um, I mean, he had regards for, for a number of people, and when your name came up, my gosh. Oh, God. Boy, oh Thank boy. you very much. Go ahead. You were saying. Only last night did I find out what kind of. You were uh, saying. What kind of person you are in the arena of Tanakh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well. All right, let's go. <laughs> go on, go on. Anyway, so I think there's a very important point that needs to be made now that we're at 71. And I will make that point coming up because uh, if you're going to think about the historical context, of the last 71 years. It's not the same. This is not like the 10th anniversary celebration. This is not like 25. And this is not like 50. And I would even argue it's not like 60. And I'll explain why coming up. And everyone needs to know this. And we encourage everyone, and we say this all the time, we encourage everybody, no matter how you celebrate today, celebrate. No matter what you, no, no matter what your ritual may or may not be for Yom Ha'atzmaut, at least acknowledge how amazing a day it is. Mm-hmm. Don't roll your eyes. Don't don't speak with derision, God forbid, because it's probably us or anyway. That's a whole other Allah uh, um, Don't don't speak with derision don't or or, or spread a methak. You are spread a message of negativity to the next generation. Explain to them why this is such an important day and why it is beautiful that some people take the day off and literally celebrate it as a chag. Um, and I will explain all of this. Coming up, if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Open my lips to sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. We have the gift for which I'm yearning Another night in Israel Desert flowers blooming in the spring The grapes upon the vine Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight Let me fall in love in Israel Wherever you go I will go Having to follow my heart Riding the wings that will carry me home Wherever you My eyes to see the day of plowshares from our souls. A time to mend, a time to gather stones. 
a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter in the sea. Answer the prayers of our children, so they need not fear in Israel. J.M. and the A.M. as we're celebrating Yom Ha'atzmaut together, Israel Independence Day. Feel free to comment on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. That's one way to be in touch. One listener says they can always count on us to create the proper mood for all days on our Jewish calendar. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can also email Nachum at NachumSiegel.com, Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NachumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com to participate with us as well. And I thank everybody who's been participating in our spring fundraiser. Thank you very, very much. In fact, I just got a uh, donation from Rabbi and Mrs. Orlean. And I Whoa. said, wow, wow, how ironic on Yom Ha'atzmaut for it to arrive. How wonderful. So thank you to the Orleans and to everybody who's been participating. If you want to give and give generously and acknowledge how great this show is, it's uh, fjbunity.org. Fjbunity.org would be the way to do it. So here's the story. Here's the story. Okay. At some point, um, I, I made this point, and I know that you've heard me make this point, but it's really the the beginning of a bigger story, in my opinion. Um the Prime Minister of Israel spent most of his public speeches to the world over his tenure warning the world about Iran and about enemies and about being in a bad neighborhood and being surrounded and and how the world, and going way back to the early 90s, how the world has to be wary of Islamic fundamentalism and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And Israel and the United States, obviously the two biggest targets, and I don't mean biggest in size, I mean primary targets, of the enemy. And he spent a lot of time on that topic, a lot, decades on that topic. 
Then all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, <laughs> he continues giving these public speeches, including at the United Nations. And I discovered, and I think it was obvious to all, those who studied his speeches, that the tone completely changed. It was no longer, um, it was no longer, you know, the um, focused on the theme of Iran, the enemy, etc. Although that was mentioned, it was more focused, as I like to say, on the Israel train has left the station, and if you and if you want to be on the ride, you better hop on immediately. And I say that because uh, you know we see over the last few years what Israel has done and the influence they've had. You alluded to water and the um, uh, the incredible strides and accomplishments Israel's made in that area, but we can you know name a hundred other areas that they've. It's the high tech center of the world. Correct. One of the high-tech centers of the world. Maybe so, the number two high-tech center. So Rabbi Liebteg says last night that if you look at you, and you know, we've discussed a million times how everything that we are now speaking about is all has all been done already. We, we've been through all this before as a people, right? If we sure. look at Jewish history. He says, look at the development of uh, Israel as a kingdom, as a nation, during the time of King David. And then he says, if you think it was great during King David, when Egypt and Jordan, and who else did he mention? And he mentioned a couple other countries, you know, were at the feet of Israel, you know, begging for peace treaties. They saw the power of Israel, and they, they wanted to make sure to be friends with them. He was making the point of how important it is for right. us to be a powerful nation, not just be a nation. A and, powerful nation, and one that is looked up to. Correct. Respected. Respected. And then King Solomon... He says, you know, checkmate, King Solomon, everybody. The Queen of Sheba. There you go. Um, she's looking to, you know, yes. form treaties and do business and take advantage of everything that King Solomon and his people have. And then, of course, Jewish history takes, you know, downward turns, and we're familiar with what's been going on over the last 1,900-plus years. But he compared, and, and it, he may not have meant to compare, but I certainly took a comparison from it, what we're going through now to that period of time. The state was formed. We all, many of us know the history and know the sacrifice that was made uh, for the state to be formed. Uh, you and I both have uh, predecessors, relatives, ancestors that worked very hard in different areas and, and not just worked hard, but spread the word, influenced others and you know, and made a and 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 prayed and and and, and devoted their lives. Right, and devoted their lives to to the state. In fact, it's funny. My parents got married in 1948, and shortly after they got married, my father took a trip to Israel. <laughs> of of course, right? I don't have to tell you. Yeah. you. You know what that's all about. And we found a letter that my mother wrote to my father. How else are they going to communicate? Right. You know, you know, it's 1948. We have the same. You're correct. Right. So we found a letter that my mother wrote to my father, which included words like, it must be unbelievable that you're now there for the first time since your dream has been realized of a state of Israel. Wow. And, you know, this is, be yeah. this is being written Amazing. by a, a newly married woman, right? Um, my sister was born in November. This was, mm -hmm. they got married in January. So she had, didn't even have a child yet. This was a right. newlywed, and she's writing this to her husband. And it's our own parents. Like, we can't believe it. This is, you know, like we're so connected to it. Anyway, so all this goes on. And sure enough, the 1950s, the 1960s, recovering, for, although I don't like to always, you know, utilize the ju juxtaposition of the Shoah, but but for this purpose. No, but you need to. Recovering. We must. Recover, right. But I also want to remind everybody that 
Eretz Yisrael is ours not because we went through the Shoah. Not it's because, ours because of a, but, right. but just the, There's a relationship. the contrast. Correct. No, the contrast. Correct. Right. So we, we, it, we're in survival mode, and certainly until 1967 we're in survival mode. And, and the Eichmann trial, which is such an important cathartic experience for so many hundreds of thousands in Israel. Forget those around the world for a moment, just those living in Israel and survived the Shoah. It's such an important experience. And when you think about it now in historical context, it's so, it's so not, it, 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 it is so important. People, you know, often will ask, what was so urgent for Israel to go get Eichmann? Like, you know, and, and to risk lives, frankly, and to, you know, risk a, an international reputation, you know, mm-hmm. and all these things. But you see, you know, it, it, in the context of history, just how important that episode was and just how critical it was. For, for people who survived the Shoah to move forward and for Israel as a nation to move forward. And for Israelis who were grew up in Israel, were born in Israel, the Tzabarim, the youngsters, who couldn't wrap their head around the Holocaust, who looked down at Holocaust survivors and thought that they were, you know, oh, they couldn't fight, they didn't fight, they just went, Katzon Latevach, you know, like the uh, lamb to the slaughter, sheep to the slaughter. And, and after the Eichmann trial, they also took a different approach to how they dealt with Holocaust survivors. Right. And so it helped also unite within Israel the younger generation and those who came. And then you get to Israel 30, 40, and 50. And the Six-Day War. And of course, Six-Day War. And after the Six-Day War, you are, you are, it's still, for, for decades, it's still a joke when you speak about the Israeli economy. And it's still, how do you make half a fortune in Israel bring a whole fortune, right? right. And it's still 50 lira to the dollar. Lira. Right. Remember, it's been, yes, it's been yeah. multiplied twice, twice already. Yes. 50 lira to the dollar you, in 1980. And you had to wait for months and months to get a phone. Correct. And people don't even realize this. And people moved to Israel, including people who were from the U.S., mm-hmm. knowing they wouldn't have a phone for That's a right. year. And to places right. where they wouldn't have electricity and running water. In many instances, certainly not 24 hours a day. And people might say, oh, they didn't have a phone, so they used their cell phone. No, no. (laughs) There was no phone. And then, whoever you give the credit to, and this is where I really do think that Benjamin Netanyahu, you know, gets a lot of credit. Whoever you give the credit to, somehow, which we don't have to go into now, but Israel turns into this incredible beacon of technology and information and action and going to countries that are in need and helping those who want to be helped. And essentially, and this is the, you know, yesterday the speech was um, um, uh, a nation, uh, uh, a vision of a nation versus a nation with a vision. First, it has to be vision of a nation. First, we must become a nation, which is, of course, what what we did as a people over the first 50 years, 60 years of the state of Israel. And then... It's a nation with vision. What are we going to do with this? Are we going to be that mamlachet kohanim begoy kadosh? Are we going to be a funnel for the kedushah, the separateness, not holiness, the separateness of our people to you know to funnel our abilities and our uh, you know generosity to other nations, which is what God wants from us, frankly. Right, and right. you know, people wonder, you know, what our purpose. Are. And I, I gave you this whole speech. I called Mayor a few weeks ago, and I just ranted and and went crazy that that. We must continue to give this message to people that there, there really are only a couple of things that God expects from us. And it's not always, I hate to say it like this, but it's not always, you know. It's not only. It's not only, thank you. It's not only filling your day with Torah study. It is, it is also being a, a, a real, uh, I don't even want to say beacon or, or, or lagoyim. It, it's being a real 
helper, assistant to those who are in this world. I'll use words of Rabbi Liebteg that I've heard previously to be God's PR people. Mm -hmm. We are God's PR firm. People look at us and say, wow, look at the Jewish people. And he said last night that there are three types of kedusha. There's three types of separateness. Okay. Kodesh of time. Mm-hmm. What was the first kedusha in the Torah? When, yeah, when, Shabbos. Shabbos. Place. Kodesh of place. Mishkan. First Mishkan. one being the sneh, which ends right. uh, which ends up being Har Sinai, which ends up being the, the Mishkan, Mishkan, which ends up being the Beit Hira, right, right, the Mikdash. And then... Um, uh, Kedushat uh, Goof mm-hmm. and who's the, who is the most holy of the of, of, of any human being the Kohen Gadol mm-hmm. and he said how the three of them come together on Yom Kippur he's in mm-hmm. the Kodesh Kodeshim nice. you know on, on Shabbat Shabbaton right, you know right. anyway he also had an interesting point by the way with Dayenu because you and you've said this a million I gotta give you credit you said this a million times in the last 30 years right. And the first time was at the Mizrahi. <laughs> right. At Correct. my first lecture we, that we, you invited me Correct. to. We get frustrated, especially me. We get frustrated by the desire for instant gratification. Right. And we have to keep in mind, even in this technological age, even in an age where, Mayor, you could press your phone and get a delivery you know, 20 minutes later. Right. Even in this age, we have to remember that that every step of nationhood and then being this you know this right. this orlagoyin this being this um, leader among nations takes time, and he pointed to the, to the dayenu. He said the dayenu is not fifteen steps of it really would have been enough. That's not what dayenu means. That it really would have been enough. It's fifteen steps of acknowledging the hakaratatov, the appreciation that we have for God for each one of these steps, but. Even if that would be the for us the end of the process, correct? We would still have to say thank you because some people aren't going to make it till the end of the correct. process. Correct, and that's why last night I started getting a little bit of a different perspective on something that I do very often. Very often, when I speak to specific leaders in Israel, I will say to them, "Will we have complete sovereignty over Harabayit over the Temple Mount in my lifetime?" I always ask them that question. And some of them, who you know, some of the leaders in the religious Zionist movement, will say to me, yes, absolutely yes. And I always, because I'm such a literalist, I always say to myself, you know, they just guaranteed something that, that in all seriousness, no matter how much, how long I live, it's, a, you know, it's quite a risk to guarantee it. But then I said to myself that the truth is, after last night, I changed my perspective. Because the truth is that it, whatever in my lifetime means... What they're really saying is, in the lifetime of the Jewish people, you know, we are going, to, we're going to get there. The process will continue. Correct. Right. You know, right. We're, we're, we're going to right. get there. Because Dayenu <clears throat> comes as an introduction to Hallel, to Todah, right. to thanking God. And that's what Dayenu, it's enough to thank God for that. Not Dayenu would have been enough because it wouldn't have been enough had we taken out of Egypt the note. Correct. Torah. And then, if I may. Yeah. I'm, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's unlike me to dominate this part of the conversation. <laughs> and it's unlike me to sit back quietly and let you, but I'm happy to do but that. Help me remind everybody, and I'm only putting you on the spot because I need, I need to remember. The four cups that we have four the four Lishonot, the four right. languages in the Torah that we have four cups. So there's Vahutsati. Right. The Hitzalti. The Hitzalti. Vilakahti. Rabbi Liebteg asks, Vigalti, if Gi'ula is the 
is the goal. How could it be the third cup? Mm-hmm. It should be the fourth cup. It should be the end of the process, Gula. <laughs> so he says, no. Vigalti is when you become a nation. Mm-hmm. That's the Vigalti. He made a comparison to somebody who's in the hospital. And they're sick. And and you pray for the Rufuash Lema. And they finally emerge from the hospital. But that's not the end of the, of the process. The end of the process is when you get back on your feet, right. when, you go, when you go back to work, when you accomplish the goal that you're setting for yourself. Right. So, you know, a lot of people when they're sick will say, oh, I have my grandson's bar mitzvah. I have a wedding coming up. I have this goal, that goal. He says, you, you know, once you're well again is one step, but getting back on your feet and getting back to normal, that's the vilakachti. That's the when you're in Eretz Yisrael and doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then he made one last point that I have to bring up because if there's anything that I get criticized for sometimes on the air, but very often off the air, it's this. And I, and I think that, again, he helped change my perspective a drop. He said that, um, that we have to keep in mind that everybody in this world has their strengths and has their, uh, has their own personal um, – how do I put it? Not, uh, their own personal – objectives or their own personal goals. I, I think once I explain, then, then it'll be clear what I mean. Uh, and he said that that very often those of us who are nationalists get frustrated with those of us who are religionists or those of us who are ethicists. He split the Jewish people into three categories, those who care. Obviously, there's a whole category of those who you know the Arab rob. You know, right. there, there's the New York Times, you know, Jewish crowd that really yeah. doesn't care about any of this stuff. Although you might may be able to make an argument, they care just the wrong way. Correct. You may be able to put yeah. them in the ethicist category, but, but okay. But surely there is at least half of the Jew- people who were born Jewish in the United States who don't care. Right. Correct. So he says, so, so, so you have to put them in three categories, and he says the religionists we generally would consider the Haredim or those who are you know immersed in Torah study or feel that that's the priority all day. Then he says the the nationalist, and he points this Kipasru guy, you know, Datilu me, you know, etc. And of course, the ethicist, the average Israeli who really cares and would like, you know, and makes a big deal of being ethically proper mm-hmm. with our brethren and with others around the world, right. right? And he says everyone's got their, you know, their um, specialty niche. Everyone's great. Everyone's got their specialty, and that's how. So he says. So he says very often, unfortunately, the three groups clash. And there's a hatred, God forbid. There's mm-hmm. a, a resentment. Mm-hmm. You know, why are they behaving like this? Right. If only they behaved like us, etc. And he said that 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 if in fact we would make the effort to understand where they are coming from, where the other groups are coming from, and work together to accomplish, you know, the goal down the road to to in fact, you know, stay as a nation and to learn to appreciate the skills and the extremes of every one of them then that is a very big step right. toward being what the Mamlechet Kohanim V'goy Kadosh that right. Hashem is looking for. And I thought that was brilliant. So It, it is beautiful. It, it reminds me, there's this Medrash. <clears throat> Medrash comes to, uh, t- tells us things that didn't necessarily happen, but comes to teach us a lesson. That when B'nai Yisrael were crossing the Yam Suf, there were 12 lanes. Each Shevet walked in its own lane. Right. But in between the lanes, the waters were frozen, so to speak, and clear. What's the point? That each one has his own niche, like you said. But you, 
have to be able to look over to the next guy, right. see what he's doing, and appreciate what he's doing. He said when you build a house, you build it, you keep your kids, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't let your kids, you know, go to a college campus for kindergarten, you know, with, with other nations, et cetera. You know, you build your house, you have right. the security of the home and you raise your children. And then you have to decide how large you want the windows to be. Mm-hmm. Then you have to decide how what kind of interaction you want. Then yeah. you have to decide do you want you know is your is your child equipped to go to a, a foreign environment and right. and be you know live a proper and, life and be stable or do you need to a lot of great points a lot of amazing the, points. Uh, I, I just to f- summarize through somebody else we have Yuval Shurlow from Petartik um, for one of the leading uh, religious Zionist rabbis in Israel wrote a piyut liyom haatzmot. And it's based on the Dayenu. I'm not going to read the whole thing, just the first line. If we would have merited God, to, to return to history, to be part of history, and that we should operate within the world, the Mitziut of the world. In independence, not like those who have been exiled and, and are uh, considered d- d- diseased in the world. And if we would not have been Zochet, that's the next one, that Dam Yehudi should not be cheap. Cheap. And then he loses the Shaddam Yudino of So, But that, that summer, that first line summarizes, yeah. right? We're back in history. We're, we're not just some exiled remnants of, of people. Chaim Snow is listening in Al Azar. Yay. Hi, says Chaim. Says Chag Sameach. Listener Chaya says the contestant from Kushner makes us proud. That's an understatement. That's for sure. And she gives a shout out to Mayor Weingarten with a Chag Hatzmut Sameach. Who's that? Chaya Cole. Hi, Chaya. Chag Sameach to all Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Zechonish Masar of Zeb and Rabbi Yosef Alevi and Zechonish Mas Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. In Birchas Hamazon, the grace after meals, we give thanks to Hashem for the Eretz Chemda Toivarachava, the desirable, the good, and the spacious land which Hashem gave to our forefathers. The altar of Kelm once noted, that a person who lives in Eretz Yisrael is required to bring Bikurim, the first fruits of his crop, each year to the Beis Hamikdash. This is in order to express his gratitude to Hashem. When he brings these Bikurim, he makes a proclamation which relates the history of the Jewish people. He begins with Yaakov's stay in the house of Lavan, continues through Yitzias Mitzrayim, and the redemption from Egypt. The altar points out that, in fact, the individual is not only giving thanks for his latest crop, but he's also going back in history to the very beginnings of the Jewish people in order to thank Hashem for all the events that led to his success. Our chain of history is one entire continuum of divinely inspired events. Similarly today, when we recite the Berchus HaMazon, and we thank Hashem for the sustenance that we have been provided. It's an auspicious time to thank Hashem as well for all of the chasadim, all the loving kindness that Hashem bestows upon us. It dates back to the time when Hashem gave us the Eretz Chemda Toivo Rechavo. We recognize that the mere fact that we have Eretz Yisrael 
is an indication of the great divine providence that our people experience each and every day. Our sages tell us that in truth, all the food in the world is blessed from the earth of Eretz Yisrael. The great tzaddik, Rebbe Yochum Getzel, was the Rav in Ostrov. He lived in a small room which he rented. The people of the town really wanted to honor him, and they wanted to build a beautiful home for him, but he refused. He said, I don't want to possess a permanent home outside of Eretz Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizim. Good morning.
Mayor Weingarten, that sounds like Ariel Zilber to me. The great Ariel Zilber. <laughs> Hageula. It's a relatively new one. Hageula. Um, Rabbi Liebtag left high school, went to Israel, never came back to the United States. Wow. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Right. So we could sit here and uh, regret what we did or didn't do, or we could just move forward. Well, we can't. We can regret all we want. Can't change it. I know, but I love sometimes sitting and regretting. Really? Uh, yes. It's, he- it's good for your mental health. <laughs> Not really, <laughs> but, but I don't know. When I do it, it feels like I'm doing a real Jewish trait, like I'm carrying yes, out a tradition. Guilt, you know? you mean. Exactly. A tradition of guilt. Yes. Rabbi Benji Kramer is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Benji Kramer. Moadim l'simchali. Of Yeshiva Flatbush. Nachon. Moadim l'simchali gulash lema. Chag Sameach, everyone. <clears throat> I, I hope- wanted to share with you an idea that I thought of last night uh, based on a story I heard from Rev. Ramon uh, on Sunday. Okay. Uh, Rev. Ramon, as we know, is a Rav in uh, Alon Shrut, a tremendous Tamil Chacham, uh, and a real mover and shaker in the uh, Geula dream that we are, we are a part of. He is, all, he is also the Rosh Bet Midrash of Machon Lev. That's correct. He is, he is the Rosh Hashiva of my son's... Uh, he's also the founder, he's also the fa- he's also the founder <laughs> of Job Katif, as we continue to emphasize yes. being there yes. for other people. Which it's is unbelievable part. how much he does in, in the land, and if anyone has seen him, how beautiful and clear they are, and how prolific he is, it, it's, it, it is mind-boggling how much he does. He's also the author of some amazing Jewish educational materials. That's what he's... Yes. Yeah, I think that's yes. what we'll correct. Was correct. Um, so we say in Hallel this morning, as we will say in Yeshiva Flapush, um, a very short parak, uh, two, I think it's the shortest parak in Tanakh, it has only two psukim, and it introduces Hodu Hashem Kitov. Hallelujah, Hashem kol goyim, shabachuhu kol haumim, ki gavar aleinu hasdol, vemet Hashem nilam hallelujah. The goyim, the... Uh-oh. Praise God. Because God gavar aleinu hasdol. So normally it's understood that God does so much chesed to us. One great rabbi once said, they plan so many negative things against us that don't come to fruition. They know better than us how much God does for us. That's one shot. I have a different shot. It's a drush, really. Well, Ramon told an unbelievable story. In 2014, he went to visit the troops near Aza. He gave them chizuk. He gave them uh, words. And this chiloni chayal this uh, non-secular soldier comes over to him, gives him this big hug, hair down to his shoulder. He says, Rabbi, you don't know how much you inspired me. He says, just a few days ago, I was in Nepal. Nepal, we know the many uh, different places all over the world after they do their army service. So I saved up for three years to go to Nepal. And I was there, and I heard about the boys kidnapped. I heard about the boys being murdered. I, I was so torn. I heard that, that the, the, they're sending infantry into Gaza, how dangerous it is. And then I heard my unit was going in, and I was told, what, what should I do? I said, you know what? The, the man said, you know what? I, I spent three years saving up for this. I'm, I'm staying. I'm not going. A few hours later, I meet a Jew with a, I meet, I meet a man with a kippah on. And, and we start talking. I said, you know what's happening in Gaza? He says, where's Gaza? He says, you don't know where Is this in southern Israel? And you heard what happened to the boys. The boys? I don't know anything you're talking about. He didn't know. How could you not know? And he's going on. They talk about other things. Abraham Avinu. The guy didn't know anything. 
See, the, the, this chayal with his hair down to his shoulder says to this man, says, how could a Jew with a kippah not know anything about Jew, Judaism in Israel? He says, I'll be honest with you, I'm not Jewish. He says, you're not Jewish? Why are you wearing kippah? He says, you know what? I'm a man with a, I have a terrible life. I go traveling. I broke my leg one time. No one comes to help me. I, I got a flat tire one time. I was all alone. No one comes to help me. A friend of mine told me, before you go to Nepal, put on a kippah. You know, Jews don't let fellow Jews uh, who they see in trouble, let them sit there and, 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 and do it alone. A Jew will come to help you if they see a kippah. The Kayal says to Rav Ramon, he says, the minute I heard that from that man, I booked my ticket and I came to join my unit in, in Aza. Yehudi lo ozev Yehudi. Jews don't leave their fellow Jew. Why are the Goyim, this Goy, why are the Goyim going to praise God? Because God shared with us his chesed and the midah of chesed. And our midah of chesed, of helping each other, is what God gave us. And every Goy is going to praise God when they realize how our soldiers fight, how our, how our army is a totally different kind of army. Ramon shared with us that they tried to sell the uh, the dome, what's it called? The uh, Iron Dome? Uh, the Iron Dome to other countries. And they all said, we don't need it. We don't want it. If someone starts shooting missiles at him, we're just going to destroy them. We don't need protection for the future of, of missiles. It'll never happen again. And uh, But not with us, because we won't tolerate firing at our enemy in a way that innocent people will get killed. And that is the Kigavar, Elenu Chasto, the world one day. This guy did, and the world one day will praise God for the chesed that God taught us uh, in the world. And that is the reason why there are babies in Haiti named Israel. That's a- correct. And that is the reason why, uh, and this is a true story, that a, a <laughs> this was, I remember this being a very big deal at the time, that on a Friday afternoon when a non-Jewish young man was driving up to the Catskills, his mother said to him, keep a yarmulke in your glove compartment because if you get stuck on the side of the road, all you got to do is put mm-hmm. it on and you'll have assistance within a couple of minutes. And he thought that his mother exactly. was nuts until she proved him right. And exactly. it's also it's also the reason, you know, this video is going around. This video is going around, if you saw, about the New York City uh, traffic agent that uh, that said a derogatory um, comment about a Jewish driver in Midtown. And there's no. a, vi- a video going around of, of a Jewish young man rightfully trying to get the badge number of this traffic agent and the traffic agent is, mm-hmm. and the traffic agent responds with I, I i apologize and i should never have said it and i really didn't mean it but it you know it was in the heat of the moment this and that and i'm saying to myself you know and and obviously if he would have been contentious then the first thing i would say is you know report him to the authorities but with that attitude i was saying you know if we are going to be the compassionate and understanding people that we are maybe it would be better to put our arm around him and say to him you know understood yeah. You're forgiven, but please, you know, think a million times before, you know, that's how, and I, and I'm, right. again, I don't know if on a different day I would say that, right. but today it made me think about it. And Rabbi Kramer, you have another minute or you have to run to teach? Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm here. The other thing is, the other thing is there are a million opportunities to do small gestures for people. And those of that's us who've cool. held, those of us who have had elderly parents, <laughs> like the people in this room who have yeah. had and have elderly parents, we know that there are young people in synagogues that do chasadim of, by visiting people and by keeping them company in shul, you know, older people mm-hmm. company in shul. 
We know, obviously, that people go out of their way to visit hospitals, and some people, not all, but some people really love getting visitors when they're in a hospital. They do, they like passing mm-hmm. the time by having someone to pass the time with, and when you know someone who loves it, you should you know reach out and try to do it. Random acts of kindness. And then there are people who are stuck in their homes, I mean, and there are people with some serious illnesses. There are young men and women who go to the homes on Friday night after their meal to sing Zmirot, and you imagine these small gestures, what they mean. Listen to this. When tank driver Avraham Motsin, brother of the world-renowned cantor Yaakov Motsin, fell in battle during the First Lebanon War in 1982, his family and friends from his yeshiva decided to honor him in the way that seemed most natural to them, by holding a Torah study session in his memory at his parents' home in Petah Tikva. The class was such a success that the group decided to repeat it every three weeks, 37 years later. Those sessions were still going strong when Motsin's mother, Martha, died this week on the eve of Yom Hazikaron at the age of 92. Imagine how much she anticipated every three weeks them coming to the house and doing this for her son. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we got to think about it. So there's a backstory there. And that is? The story was um, uh, Sivan Rahab Meir, the great... um, Every, everything. Orthodox Jewish female journalist. J- journalist and everything. Right. Media star. Media star. Who I found out something about this weekend I have to share okay. with you off the air. Was preparing right. a report right. for Yom Hazikaron about this beautiful gesture. Right. And she went and filmed the, the you know, the shiur and spoke to the different people. It was on yesterday. People, uh-huh. uh, we can post the link at some point if you want. And it was all ready. It was all cut and ready to go for Yom Karon. And then that morning, she passed away. And then they had to add oh. to the story Her pictures passing. from the funeral. No, pictures from the funeral. Wow. And Small. she said, we didn't realize it, but we were documenting the last she or that right. took place in her lifetime. Small, wow. small gestures, some of them which seem insignificant. They can be life-changing for people. And we, as a Jewish people have to think, what, it is that, what is it that we can do on a regular basis to enhance other people's lives, Jew and non-Jew alike? It's our responsibility. Ahavat chinam. Ahavat chinam, especially as we, uh, as we continue to progress in this nationhood, the vision of a nation, uh, and, the, and the nation with a vision. As we continue to, to look toward that vision, we have to make sure to, uh, to do as much as possible in that regard. Todarabara by Kramer. Thank you. And happy Yom Ha'atzmoed, Mo'adim L'Simcha, Ligula Shlema. You have a song for us, Mr. Weingarten, yeah, don't sure. you? Yeah, sure. Here's something relatively new by Avraham David. It's called Yehudi. Oh, which second? So which one are we doing? Oh, do I you, thought we are doing this Do you first. want to start doing that? Okay. So should Did we... you send me the other one? I sent you... No, I thought you wanted just any song. No, but... I want to do this if you don't mind. Okay, so I sent that to you, and it's called Kshabanu Habaita. So... Should we play it first and then analyze the words? I think you need to give us an intro so people who are hearing the words will at least understand the context, and then you can do more if you wish. But I Okay, think... but the, base, the idea is Kshabanu Habaita. When, sung by? Sung by Ariel Horowitz, composed by Ariel Horowitz, written by Ariel Horowitz. The words were by Ariel Horowitz as well. And the basic idea is when we've come home, the following things happened. Do you Ish. want me to go more into well, give it? give me an example or two. Well, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, there are those that ended their journey coming home, getting off the boat, no time to take not, no time to take off their shoes, went straight to the hills of Lachrun. So true. 
so true. scene of a famous battle in yeah. Yom Atzmut, war, the War of Independence, where they remain <sighs> nameless even till this day. Where do we even start from when we come home? But the song has a much stronger message, so if, we'll analyze the words after you listen to the song. Ariel Horowitz, Kishabanu Habaita, Moadim Lusimchali, Gulashlema, happy 71st birthday to Israel from JM in the AM. הראשון כשבאנו הביתה זרקנו את התרמיל אבל לא חלצנו נעליים כי הבית היה צריך הרבה עבודה בכל זאת עבר המון זמן לך תדע מאיפה להתחיל והיו גם את אלה שישר מהאונייה בלי לחלוץ נעליים בגבעות של התרום הם בלי שם נשארו לך תדע מאיפה להתחיל לפעמים ברעש הגדול הזה אפשר לשמוע את רחש
עם כל הציוד שעזר לנו בדרך. היו בו מרחק, דמעות ואבק ורמז דק. מאיפה להתחיל? J.M. in the A.M. Kishabanu Habayata, Mayor Weingarten. Take it away. So imagine someone on a learn, end of a long journey. Shabanu Habayata. The first thing we did when we came home is we threw away the backpack. We had this backpack that we were schlepping around the whole time. We didn't take off our shoes. No relaxing, because the house needed a lot of work. Don't forget, it's been such a long time since we've been in the house. It's so neglected. Where do you even start from? And then the paragraph that we translated before, those who came straight off the boat and were <clears throat> given guns and sent into battle, and they are there till today without nameless till today. Occasionally, despite all the noise, The noise of building a thriving state, right? Imagine <clears throat> the hustle and bustle of, of the state of Israel today. If Charlie Shmoa, but throughout, through all the noise, if Charlie Shmoa at Rachash HaMachog, Shel HaMatzpen, Shehiviotanu Hena, Mitoch HaTarmil Shezeraknu L'Chol HaRuchot. You can hear the rustling, the whisper of the needle of the compass that directed us, that got us here. There was a compass that led us along the way And where is that compass that we're hearing the rustling of the needle? It's in the backpack. And where's the backpack? We threw it away. We threw it the heck away, he says. We couldn't get rid of that tarmil fast enough when we got home. What do we do first? We built a fence, meaning fortifications, an army. We had to defend ourselves because we were being attacked. We all worked together because we were defending the, our house. <clears throat> But the minute it was possible, the minute we could, we put down the tools, and each one went into his own room. We were united, and now we're all in our own room. But there are those that were left in the hallway. They didn't have a room. with pictures of rabbis hanging from the walls of their shacks, searching for their dream of Eretz Yisrael in the sands of Yerucham. When the North African and the Sephardic Jews came to Israel, they were so mistreated. They were looked upon by the elites in a bad way. They were looked down upon. They were loaded onto trucks and sent to the Negev, to the desert, to shanty towns. So they, those are the ones that didn't have a room. They're in the hallway. Where do we even start from? And now again, he gets back to that. We threw away the backpack. What was in the backpack? The backpack had all the equipment, all the tools that helped us all throughout the journey. What was in it? Merchak distance. Tma'ot, tears, and avak, dust of the road. Beremez dak me'efolatchil. And in that backpack, there was a subtle hint where we should start from. Because he keeps saying, where do we start? So 
Obviously, everyone can interpret it in different ways, but the way I see it, he's talking about our tradition, our yep. religion, yep. that was the compass that got us through the 2,000 years of the trek. But when the early Zionists came to Israel, they took that backpack and threw it the heck away. But every once in a while, you can still hear the needle from within the backpack showing us where we should go. And it's written by Ariel Horowitz, who, to remind you, is the son of Naomi Shemer. Amazing. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Feel free to comment. Go to the app, uh, the NSN NahumSiegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Feel free to email us, like Daniela just did from Israel. Oh, how nice. Emailed us, Chag uh, from Efrat. Daniela Robinson is tuned in. Nice. Think about it. Think about some of the things we've discussed this morning as Israel has turned 71 years old. Uh, listen to this uh, actuality. Are you ready, Mar Weingarten? Can Adoni. Listen to this very carefully. I think you'll appreciate it. Truth is, I haven't heard it yet, but I, th- <laughs> I think you'll appreciate okay. it. Okay. Um, hang on. Where is it? Here we go. Let's see if we can do this. Here we go. Sgan Khatan Atanacho Elami. Yonatan Weisman. I think he's wearing a Kushner kippa. Oh, that's the way it looks. You know, Avshalom Kor. He got it wrong. He did get it wrong? Yeah, he's Avshalom Kor himself got it wrong. He's taking a few too many liberties as MC of this event. I think this year he's actually been more restrained than previous years. Are you serious? Yes. I would handle the Chidon Tanakh much differently than him. Well, make Alian take over. You think so? No. I would need. I need, No, make all. Yeah, yes, but not take over. Right. I would need to. I would need to brush up on my Hebrew to get yeah. all the inside jokes out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, Mayor. You were saying. No, you were. You were talking about the greatness of everything. Right. There's. I'm paraphrasing a quote from Charles Krauthammer. Yeah. The book that was published. Of blessed memory. Of blessed memory. The book that was published posthumously by, yeah. by his son. The point of it all. Right. I read that. So I'm paraphrasing it. This mm-hmm. is not what it said, but this is. You and I, he says, you and I are the improbable winners of the most miraculous intergenerational lottery. Yep. After countless generations of Jewish exile, we have the unique privilege of living in a time when we have returned home. Anyone who can remain unhumbled, unmoved by the majesty, by the enormity of our return to Israel, dead to the transcendent promise of his own time, should have his citizenship in the 21st century revoked. The rest of us need to get to work. Amen. Is that great? It was it, said about something else. I'm it's, paraphrasing. It, it certainly is great. Five minutes after the hour, JM and the AMO, Adim Lusim Chali, Gulash Leima. 
The Moshav Band, come back on this Yom Ha'atzmaut. Don't forget that the uh, August charter flight for Nefesh B'Nefesh has been announced. I believe it's August 13th, if I'm not mistaken. August 13th. Information about uh, Nefesh B'Nefesh and the moving to Israel, if you're in North America, go to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Big thank you to those who've been supporting us by going to fjbunity.org. Our spring fundraiser has begun. Yomatsmod is a great reason, a great reason to support us. Those of you who are um, who are already supporters, Yomatsmod is a great reason to support us again this year. Just go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and give generously. want to point out, as many of you know, that uh, Miriam L. Wallach, our colleague at the Nahum Single Network, lost her mother this week. She's in the middle of Shiva. In fact, Mark Zomik's going to be subbing for her uh, during her regular slot at 10.30 this morning on That's Life. And uh, if anybody uh, needs Shiva information, email me, nachom at nachomsegel.com, nachom at nachomsegel.com. We'll pass that along to you. Uh, and, of course, our condolences to the entire extended uh, family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Now, every day, Mayor Weingarten, a few weeks ago, I had somebody on that does one of these uh, texts where you get a text every day okay. of a halakha. They give you a halakha a day. Okay. okay. So I signed up for it. Well, who is the halakha from? Um, various sources. I, I don't remember who my guest was at okay. this point. And, and, but anyway, no, meaning the halakha they, comes they tell from you, different books. They tell you. Yeah, they tell okay. you. It's a Mr. Okay. Burr or right. this one, right. Poskins, this, etc. Okay. So today, they write the following. Shechianu, we know, is supposed to be set on new food or new clothes. But on Yom Ha'atzmaut for a new state, Ravavadi Yosef says it was justified in 1948, but not since then. However, somebody else ruled that it should be said annually because we are thanking God for the continuous miracle of a Jewish homeland. Do you know who said that? Someone named Rabbi Benzion Meir Uziel who, of course, was chief rabbi of Israel until 1953, and whose greatest claim to fame <laughs> is that his great-grandson is Mayor Weingart. Thank you. There you In go. In fact, yeah. I have here, I was going to show you this off the air, but once you mentioned it, the tefillot of um, Yom Ma'ot were written by Rabbanim of the Hapoel HaMizrahi, how yeah. appropriate that that's where you david it, <laughs> right. and was sent to the Rabbanim HaRashim. This is Rav Uziel's handwriting here. In, his emendations, crossing out, adding things, and making comments about what should be done and what shouldn't. He he crosses out, taking out the Sefer Torah and reading from the Torah. He crosses that out. Wow. And uh, and so forth. We read a Torah portion last week, but not from the Torah. Okay. Last night. Last night. You can, night, you yeah, can yeah. do that whenever yeah, you of want. Course. Yeah, of course. I'm just saying. 
But um, what's the relationship between Yoram Gaon and the Uziel family? Yoram Gaon's father, Rav David Gaon, was his was Rav Uziel's um, um, literary secretary, so to speak. Does does, uh, does Gaon has a book where his father um, put in all the type he would get something from Rav Uziel a tefillah that he wrote or something and type it up, and it was. Does, Ravu, does Yoharam Gaon know that uh, you are Ravuziel's great-grandson? You, you uh, over the phone, introduced us at some point. I remember that. You remember that? Now, he's coming in. He'll be in New York Shabbos Nachama. Oh, that would be amazing. I would love to try to set that up. I'd love it, too. That would be great. He he actually says that in that book, is the Tefillah Shlom Hamdinan, therefore, according to him, it was Ravuziel who wrote it. It's a big machloket. Right. Now, now the... The revisionists. I don't know revisionist, but but the 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 going theory, so to speak, is that it was Rav Herzog. Right. Um, doesn't matter. Rav Uziel would never have put his name to it because he was very tsenua, right. and at the end of the day, nobody put their name to it. Shai Agnon helped stylistically, they say, but at the end of the day, uh, it was probably a collaboration of the Rabbanim and Shai Agnon. Did you ever hear this audio? <laughs> That's Ravuzil. Yes. Going back to the uh, what was Medina. Is that a video a, that you saw recently? It's there were two it, videos that came out. I it's think. a video that's called Tfilali Yom Hatzmut Bekoloshom Aran Haravuzil. So that just came out, I think. Yeah, uh, only a thousand views. So I assume well, it just came out. out. I'm, that's, that's my point. Oh. It was published May the fifth of this year. Yeah. So four days ago. Yeah, there's not very many recordings of his voice, unfortunately. What's the other video? You said there's another one by the same person. Uh, with his voice also? Yeah, with his voice also. He was speaking in Yeshurun in the first Yom Ma'ut, and there's a picture also of him speaking, wrapped in a talit over his head. Yeah. And in the first row is Ben Gurion wearing a black hat and other dignitaries of the state. You know, it's funny when people come over to people like me and you and 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 act as if we're big shots. You and I both have this lineage and history where we know we are nothing compared <laughs> to generations ago. I, mean, I can't ago. talk for you. I can talk oh, for you. Oh, you can't you can talk for me. I, and and it's sometimes I say, Yeah, you think I'm a big shot. You should have known my father and grandfather, you know. <laughs> our 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 predecessors did yeah. great, great things. Really. And it's so hard to follow in their footsteps. It's also, you know, they talk about the times right. that make the person. That right. also is part of it. Yep. They were living through extraordinary times. It was It was once in history, a Holocaust yep. immediately followed by right. an independence day. And the, and the need for action. There was such a need mm-hmm. for There was no, sort of like the song you just played. Right. There was no time to think. Right. There just, was such a, even in Chutzlar, there was such a need for action. Mm-hmm. You know, <sighs> they, they, there's a, always a machloket about stuff like history like right. this, unless it's totally documented. So there's a story that Ben Gurion, when he was deciding, <clears throat> together with a few other people, whether they should declare the state as the British left, he asked the chief of staff of the army, what are the chances? According to the story, the chief of staff said 50-50. Now he said, okay, we're going we're gonna to go. And then later the chief of staff said the chances were much less than 50-50, but I, I, I figured if I would say that, <laughs> what a miracle. We can't imagine the miracle. It, I don't know how to convey it, how to get us to wrap our heads around the fact that 71 years ago, it's nothing, it's nothing, two generations, 
that our parents' generation saw the Holocaust, and now we are seeing the most prosperous state of Israel that all countries around. The prime minister of Israel visited India, which has, what, a billion people? Is that how many people in India? Something like that? About. And the the, um, procession with the cars was riding down the road, and there were people... Thousands of people, of Indians, along the route, waving Israeli flags and cheering Bibi Netanyahu. And I said, this is it. This is what happened during Shlomo Melch's time. That's exactly what I thought. And then Bibi goes to Africa. And every country that, you know who was the guest yesterday at the torch lighting ceremony sitting next to Netanyahu was the former what was it, president of, I think, Colombia, one of the Central American countries, maybe Colombia. Ecuador, Colombia. Ecuador, something like that. They love us there. They love us. Brazil, the head of, the president of Brazil welcomed Netanyahu as a conquering hero of the world. We, we don't realize, we don't realize how when we dig in Yerushalayim and we pull out of the ground a, a, a small little insignia ring that has the name of the person who was writing the document who then sealed it with a signia, insignia ring and that is the name that appears in Tanakh as the sofer of this and this melech and not one, not two, not three, many such bulas, they're called signet rings and they're written in the ancient Hebrew script. We know that they're from before the first exile. They're during Bayit Rishon time. And like it's almost like every other day, there's a hand that comes out and waves to us and say, hi, we've been here for 3,000 years. Hi, you see? Hi. Unbelievable. Got a call from Mayor Fertig. We should acknowledge that the Fertigs have a son in the Israeli army. Yes, I met him when I was there. And we should acknowledge all the soldiers the that are soldiers. there from the United States. Uh, so yesterday, or I you know, know, Rabbi Kramer, ha- his son has also, finished the army right. now. But uh, I had the privilege of inviting each one of them separately to dinner, and you just, I, I just, you know, you feel small. Yep. They're wonderful, um, wonderful kids. Mayor's son, Benji's son. So just he w- he was amazing. on Har Herzl on Yom Hazikaron, oh. and a um, a according to what mayor tells me, uh, a a ninety year old man. Shouts uh, chayal, you know, meaning he needed right. some help to right, to right. to progress up to you know Har Herzl, and um, he finds out that the gentleman that he's helping is Dov Null, Dov Null, a survivor of four years at Auschwitz and a survivor of Gush Etzion, nineteen forty-eight. Wow! Oh, Knoll? Knoll, yeah. Oh, he's famous. Correct. So. Wow! I didn't realize he was still alive. That unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah. There's a car. I, I was recently released by the Israel National Library and Archives, a exchange of letters between him, between that gentleman and the chief rabbinate, we have Herzog in this case, about they're at the end of their rope in, in 48. They're running out of equipment. They're running out of medication. They're running out of arms. And they're writing to the chief rabbinate to ask them, to what extent they can be Mechalal Shabbat, for what can they be Mechalal Shabbat, and for what cannot, can they not be Mechalal Shabbat. And unfortunately, uh, Kfar Etzion fell the day of Yom Atzmoed. That's when uh, Kfar Etzion fell. And people call that occupied territory. Can you imagine people yeah. are calling that occupied yeah. territories where there was five or six Jewish Yishuvim that were bought 
by right legitimately by Mr. Holtzman. Um, the song we're about to play. Give us a little bit of an intro. Shevet Achim Vachayot. It's sort of like uh, We Are the World. You have it, right? Right. Done mm-hmm. in We Are the World style. Right. Many of different artists. Many different artists. And it was written in honor of Yom Atzmaut. And I think I gave you the words over here. Um, all about the beauty and the amazingness of this place called Israel. Here's one paragraph. Otashchuna, Otorachov, the same neighborhood, the same street. Tresar banim shel Yaakov, that the 12 children of Jacob, osfim biyachad nidudim betoch tarmil gaguim. We all putting into our backpacks of gaguim, of yearning, the same feelings as we walking around. We're walking in the footsteps of the 12 children of, of Jacob. We're in the same neighborhood. Na- they're from our neighborhood. And so on. And it goes on all about the amazing, he writes, Avi chalam my father dreamt and prayed, lichyot be'eretz Yisrael, hayom yeladai oti, yaldi oti sho'el, ma'asipur shel Yisrael, kan zabayit, kan zalev, here's our home, here's our heart, ve'otach analo ozev, we won't leave, avotenu shorshim, our fathers, our roots, our fathers are our roots, ve'anachnu ha'prachim, and we are the flowers, the branches that grow from the roots. Hamanginot, Shevet Achim Vachayot. Coming up, a uh, I'm sorry. Coming up, a segment regarding Sfirata Omer, as Mayor just described, Shevet Achim Vachayot, a tribe of brothers and sisters. This was published on YouTube on Cholamoid Pesach. It has 3.85 million views. To this point, and it'll help us celebrate Yom Ma'ut at JM in the AM. Nigunatik Shemechavet 
With a tet, not a tough, shevet. Right, I wanted to point that out, correct. Right, right. That's Ruby Rivlin, the president. I get the present of Israel. You can just tell from the voice. I didn't see the video. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's, it's everybody. He loves this, by the way. Yeah, he likes He also loves to sing. Right, you know, he's like a frustrated um, singer. When I uh, when I appeared at that event a couple of years ago in Israel, right at uh, Beit Halachem, he was like, he he loves the whole uh, mag- uh, majesty is the word, the whole not the, royal royal not, not bearing, ro- so to speak. No, the whole the, the ceremonial stuff. Mm, he loves yeah, that, you know, which right. is perfect for the president of Israel. That's frankly. right. Yeah, and he's good. He's I think he was a great choice yeah i agree um he's also miss sorati right he davened uh he got maftir in uh, hovave on uh, the <laughs> last day of uh, I, Pesach. I, I get a call from a friend of mine i hope i get this right he says um the friend of mine who knows larry larry waxman very well yes, i spoke to larry when i was in this so he says this was the lineup one morning of holomoid <laughs> um president rivlin oh, he told me the second one i can't remember who it was now he, goes, he says, President Rivlin? And this Lieberman, one, Joe Lieberman. Oh, right, maybe it was Joe Lieberman. He was there also. And he, meaning my friend, got co So he goes, this was, <laughs> this was the lineup. Right. I got co Right. And, anyway. There was another person there. Rabbi Lukstein was there right. with his family. He says, they. so I don't know if I can say this, but mm. they gave him after. Right. And then when Rivlin came in, <gasps> I guess he asked for whatever, and they asked him if he, and he said, of course he's Mavater. 
It's the way to do it. President well, of Israel gets yeah. maftir and reads the Haftorah yeah. in shul on the last day of... I mean, hello? Hello? Anybody home? Did, did you see what I posted on... Uh, was it Yom HaShoah? No! It was, you know, I, I, I hate to do this on the air. I'm sorry, but I got okay. I got to find this. I posted okay. on an Erev Shabbat. You want, I'll hum something. I think it was I'll an Erev Shabbat. Give dun, me a second. Dun, dun, dun. No, no, hang on a second. Um, uh, hang on a second. Oh, I didn't even realize how many people had, had posted stuff on my page about Benjamin's uh, engagement. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. Thank you very much. It's, here it is. You ready for this? I am ready, sir. Are you ready for this? Yes. Everybody out there, listen to this and listen carefully. I, like Mayor just said, anybody home? The president of Israel is getting maftir. Anybody get it? He's reading from the Tanakh. A leader of Israel is reading from the Tanakh. I posted the following on Chol HaMoed Pesach. Galei Tzahal reminded listeners to prepare an Eruv Tavshilin. Do we realize the gift that is Medinat Yisrael? 22 shares, 105 likes, because some people got it. Some people understood where I was coming from. And when you get on the bus in Yerushalayim, not everywhere, but in Yerushalayim, during Cholomoid, there's, you know, a um, one of these electronic signs that yeah. has, you know, what the next stop is going to be. LED, whatever, LED, LED display. You're right, right, right. But the next stop right. is, this and that. Right. So one, one, one moment it said, Vahadar Tapnezaken. Well, meaning get up for somebody. Right. And the other moment was the number of the Omer for that day. Unbelievable. Speaking of Svirata Omer. Um, oh, yeah. Gavri Siegel asks me the following question, and I said I would ask Mar Weingarten. Okay. By the way, is Gverit Weingarten, your wonderful mom, listening this morning? Do you know? Not live. But, but will but she hear the archive? Yes. Gverit Weingarten. I say, Mo'adim l'simchali gulash dafka to you. And I hope you're enjoying this Yom Ha'atzmut special here. On JM and the AM. Um, okay, so now Gavri asks me the following question. Why is it that every time we count the Omer, uh, we use the word Yamim, for instance, on Lagba Omer would say Hayom Shlosha, excuse me, we use the word Yom, Shlosha Ushloshim Yom, right? With 33, right? Always the word Yom, except on days 2 through 10, on days 2 through 10, we use the word yamim. So two would be hayom shnei yamim la omer, but twelve would be hayom shteim asar yom. Right. So it's except two through ten, it's always yom, but two through ten is always yamim. You have a very smart child. Ooh, I was not aware and never realized throughout all my years that distinction. Wow. A few months ago. Our good friend, Rabbi Mordechai Pruss, who's now a rabbi in uh, Long Beach, I believe, or Atlantic Beach. I'm sorry. I don't one know. of those beaches. One of the beaches. <laughs> uh, wonderful young man, also a Maccabee. That's right. Um, said, did you hear about this thing with under 10 and over 10? With the... I said, I, I got to be honest with you, I never heard. Of it. I was totally ignorant. So who do I ask? Of course, if not Dr. Lior Gottlieb, right. my mentor... Your Chavruta. Chavruta. Well, you would say your well, your Talmud. You yeah, would say. I'm a, right. My Rebbe, right, and uh, professor of 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 Mikrav Bible at Barilan University. So he said to me, "Take out a sitter, 
I said, if you, you, what's this thing with the 10, more than 10, plural? Right, two through 10 is yeah. So he says, he says take out a sitter. No, but I didn't know that. Right, but I'm just reminding right. the audience. So two he says, take out a sitter and open this view at home. Right. And that's all he had to say. So then I said, oh my gosh, there it is. Right. Under 10 is, yeah. okay. Now, then. You, you keep saying under 10. 10 and two, under. Right. Well, two through 10, because you're obviously. Right. You're right, you're right. The you're first right. day would be right. Hayom right. Yom Echad. So. Bimispar Hagadol O Shavel Ishtayim. Right? A number that is either equal to two or greater than two. It comes in plural. Bimispar Hagadol Mi Eser. Then it could go either way, but in the Tanakh, we find that it is if it's if it's eleven or over, to be precise, it'll say Shana. And here are some examples. Right, Shana, like it would be Yom. Yeah. Right, Shana Yom Shanim Yamim. Right. Bayu Chaye Sarah. Mea Shana. Veshivim Shana. Vesheva Shanim. Whoa, it's right there. It's so obvious. It's, it's obvious if you, read right. it, if you read it carefully. Okay? And then <clears throat> when we start Kabbalah Shabbat, That's so funny. And one more quote, which we'll give you from Yaakov when he's berating Lavan for tricking him and everything. He says, Zeli esrim shana. Unbelievable. So it's right there, as you say, and your son noticed it, but how many of us <laughs> did not? So it seems that... But, it, but, but Dr. Gottlieb would also say, and, and forget about the Nusach, I understand we have to follow the Nusach, right. but in general he would say that if for the number 30 you did say Yamim, it would be okay. He, he, he said those are interchangeable. In, in, well, no, this uh, that I'm reading from is a modern Hebrew um, uh, um, language guide, whatever you want to call it. Right, but didn't he so say... So in he... modern Hebrew, <clears throat> it says that for certain things that are countable, like days and years and months and, and meters and shekel and so forth, right. in, in modern Hebrew, you could use either. Uh-huh. But, um, but I believe in Tanakh, it's only... Uh, mm. So in Tanakh, it follows the Amim Yom rule. And in yeah. modern Hebrew, if it's over 10, you could, you could in some cases use both. Now, just to go one little step further. Yeah. So the plural of Yom is Yamim. Right. And yet we say Zahor Yamot Olam. Right. Binu Shinot Dorvador. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out that those are the... There's only two places where the plural of yamim is yamot and shanim is shanot. And that is in a poetic setting. And uh, that it, it happens in those two cases. It happens in a few other cases where it could go either way. The, the plural could go im or ot. But um, that's also an interesting point, right? Why Another quirk. Well, it's part of the language that right. is full of exceptions, right. which is why it's so easy to learn. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's an exception to the rule. Oh, okay. Yet another one. We're celebrating Yom Ha'atzmaut on this 19th day of Sfirat Omer. Yes, early. Because we say Hayom Tisha Asar Yom. Yom. 
So it's not, not the 19th days. It's the 19th day of Sirat Homer. Uh, two weeks and five days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. And we are celebrating Yom Ha'atzma'ud. We are uh, wishing everyone a Ma'adim Simchali Gulash Lema. And we remind everybody, no matter what your ritual may or may not be today, acknowledge how amazing a day it is. Tell your children and grandchildren, even those who are in environments that will not even acknowledge Yom Ha'atzma'ud today, let them know that today is an important day. Let them know that if they travel to Israel on a regular basis, for whatever purpose, to study Torah, to tour, to just get to know the land, to visit Marat and Kever whatever the reason is, and they're heading to Israel even to see their own ancestors, the more immediate ones, their grandparents, great-grandparents, etc., and to visit them uh, in that context. Whatever the case may be, alive or not alive, whatever the case may be, please let them know this is only possible to do it in this comfort and this luxury 
and in, with this speed and efficiency because we have a state of Israel. Um, if you're stopping in Moscow on some, uh, on some cheapo airline and getting a really good price, let them realize it's only because we have a state of Israel that you're able to make that journey and do so with such ease. Oh, sorry, Mayor, go ahead. And that we are in the midst of a process of geulah that keeps getting faster and faster. Can you imagine when we were kids that you would think about traveling to Israel and you're going to stop in Moscow to get a cheap fare? You, could, you couldn't go to Moscow. And if you did, the KGB was right there waiting for you. That is an understanding. See, I mean, the world is a different place. And we don't realize it's happening all around. The geulah is happening all around us. I, <clears throat> I've reached a point where I feel like we should stop saying Reshit Smichat Gulatenu. We should just say Reshit Gulatenu or Gulatenu. It's not the final Gulatenu, right. but close to the end of Gulatenu. So let's say instead of Reshit Smichat Gulatenu, let's say Gulatenu or Reshit Gulatenu. We got to move it up a notch. I mean, so much has happened. God's moving it up a notch all the time. And also the way that um, the way that God has operated the machinations of this world. You know, we as believers, we as people of faith, we do believe that God puts certain human beings in certain positions. Sure. And, and look at the relationship between the United States of America and its leadership and the state of Israel right now. I mean, right. look, not just the gestures, not just the embassy. It's not just about the embassy. It, it, it's about the Golan and it's about it, it's the relationship between Israel and other countries, which the U.S. has often had a very prominent role in establishing or, or insisting on certain things. I mean, let, which, and Iran, Iran, just yesterday he upped the sanctions. Correct. If we would be in Obama time, we'd be um, making Iran halfway deals. through the ten years already, you know, or something like more that. than halfway. More than halfway. Someone pointed that out yesterday. We'd be on the other side of that agreement already. Okay, so now imagine the existential threat that the state of Israel would be facing. So, yeah, God God does work in amazing ways, but we have to do our part. Yep. We, we can't just sit around. And yeah, that, I, I always, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I always point this out, and so many people just don't remember this, and, and a lot of young people have no clue. Um, we, were in, we were this close to losing Kevarachal. Right. And for a moment, let us all assume that that site that many believe is the resting place of Rachel right. is important to us, okay? Right. We were this close to losing right. it. The only reason we really do have some control over it, again, a lot of people don't like the, right. the bunker it's the bunker, become, yeah. but all right. But one of the only reasons that we have is because the women decided that they are going to stay 24 hours a day at the Tzomet in front of Kever Rachel as a protest, and never leave until the Israeli government did what was necessary to secure it and to keep it in our hands. You talk about our hishtadlut, what we need right. to do. Every one of these, look at Hevron. Every well, the, the, episode yeah, has to do right. with some sacrifice made, very often by women, by the way. Yes. Right? Nashim Mechavbotata et What does the Klayakar say? Nashim Mechavbotata et Aret, is it? I think so. In the Miraglam story, I believe he says that. And, and you know, so very often led by our women, um, the action, the hishtadlut, the right. what the activity that's necessary to keep things either status quo or in our hands, you know, to prevent it from leaving our hands, you know, is is acted upon, is done. There's um, there's a story which I don't know if it's uh, apocryphal or not, 
that just before the signing of that agreement that would have put Kever Rachel into the Palestinian Authority area, um, I think it was, they say that it was Parush, maybe, that walked into Rabin's office and talked to him about it and was crying. And he put his hand on Rabin's hand and he said, Mama Rachel, Mama Rachel, and the tears fell on Rabin's hand. And he told Paris, take it out. Talk about being in the right place at the right, right place time. At the right time. And, and knowing to do the right thing. Yeah. Boy. And by the way, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to acknowledge some of the heroes on this side of the world. Yeah. Th- those who risked their lives to make sure Israel had what they need. Oh, yeah. Needed at the time of the independence yes. war to form the state yeah. of Israel. The Air Force. Colonel Mickey Marcus, who gave his yeah. life. That's right. Who's buried in West Point. Right. When you go on a trip upstate, go to the Kever. You want to go to Kever Tzadikim? That's right. Savior of the uh, savior of the state of uh, Israel. Of Yerushalayim, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the for whole sure. Burma Road and all that. Yeah. How many people know about him? <sighs> yes. What do you got, Mary? I have a, I have a int- very short, uh, in- interesting cover of Hatikva. Mm. And I want you to listen to it. You want it to send it to me, or you want to? Uh... Mm, we'll do it from here. You sure? I, yeah. Because... I just want it to sound its best, Mayor. That's all. I'll try. Here we go. Ready? Hatikva. Okay. On JM and the A. Fatei Mizra you gotta introduce this guy to the Nazi, the Mizrahi. You have to. <laughs> he will love this. <laughs> so explain. Uh, he's doing it in proper Hebrew. Everything Mil'el right. and ra were appropriate. Poetry back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, Bialik and all, Chernochovsky, they were all written Mil'el. Right. Everything. Right. And so is Hatikva. Right. Kolod Balevav. Kolod Balevav. Penima. Right. Instead of Penima. 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 Right. Nefesh Yehudi Homiya. Right. We do Homiya. Right, because that's the way it was written. Correct. He figures this. The person's name is Avi. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Avi Adeki. I discovered this uh, the other day, and I was, uh, he says, "Okay, enough. <laughs> now let's, let's do it the right do way. Do it the right way." It's so it's weird when you, you must hear it. Send it to me. It's, I will. <laughs> I'll send you the link. Oh, this is making that I seize your bot's mood. I'm telling you, <laughs> this will make his day. <laughs> I love it. Uh, listener Glenn says, in a little over a week, I'll be stopping in Moscow for a couple of days on the way to Israel to see the miracle of Jewish revival there. No question about it. The, uh, the, the reason there is Jewish revival and Jewish presence of significance in any city around the world is because we have a state of Israel and we have an Israeli army. 
So, you know, I had the opportunity to hear, to meet, and to listen to um, Natan Sharansky over Pesach. Right. I never met him before. Wow. Read his book. Consider him a, a great Jewish hero, As we obviously. Right? He spoke for the group that I took, with, led by Rabbi Lukstein. Rabbi Lukstein and him go back to when Rabbi Lukstein and his wife, Audrey, would go to Russia right. and meet Refusniks. Clandestinely. Clandestinely. So he told a little bit of his life story. He was born in 48, and he was given the name Natan after his grandfather, but he was never called Natan. He was always called Anatoly because his parents taught him that if you're a Jew in the Soviet Union, you basically don't show anything Jewish. You don't do anything Jewish. You don't show anything Jewish. You just have to be excel in what you do. That's it. You have to excel in what you do, and that's how you're going to get through it because otherwise you'll never make it. And he said in the house there was nothing, no Chag, no Shabbat, no Yom Kippur, nothing, because they were so afraid of, you know, being arrested. And, right. and, and I wonder if they observed Brit Milana's family. Wow. Somebody ahead. asked me that, and I don't know the yeah. answer. Interesting. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So he says, so what happened? Where, where, where did I get to where I'm at? So at the age of uh, 19 or so. Six-day war. He was accepted to the MIT of Russia. And he was a student there, you know, whatever. They knew he was Jewish by birth, but nothing. And then the Six-Day War came. And Russia was especially humiliated during the Six-Day War because here Egypt was their satellite, all the Russian equipment and the planes. Plus Syria. And boom, everything destroyed like... Like in six days, it was the biggest miracle. Right. And he says, people in the in that uh, college that he was in, he was a mathematician. He is a mathematician. Came over to him, and said, "How did you guys do it? How did you do it? What an amazing feat you accomplished!" And he said, "Who's you? Who who? What's this you? Who's we?" And he started thinking about who we is, and he realized that he's part of this thing called the Jewish people, whether he likes it or not. And he started reading about it. And that is what, it was the Six-Day War that brought him, and, and he was the spark, he was one of the sparks that then ignited the, movement. A, the, the whole movement. So, and uh, how many millions could say that the Six-Day War had an effect on them? But here you're talking about the millions that came from the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and it started with that little spark. I told you, and I don't know if you heard my conversation with Rav Doron Peretz on Friday, which we did on the air, but... Um, I've told you this more than once, and I think I've told you this on the air. I've had the privilege of, you know, doing a lot of interesting, unique stuff for three and a half decades. Yes. But if someone were to ask, and one of the toughest questions always is, what's the highlight of your career? What's, you know, and, but now I have an answer that I think, you know, is legitimately the highlight of my career, as crazy as that sounds. And that is when I had the opportunity during Jerusalem 50 to be on stage and introduce Natan Sharansky and the three soldiers in the iconic picture at the Western Wall. And being there, first of all, meeting all of them, and then presiding over this reunion and saying to myself, it is these three men, I bet, that he looked at a million times when thinking of this significant event in Jewish history, one that, as you just said, transformed not only he, but the entire nation. 
and and look at this they are they are 50 years later standing together and and by the way you know when Sharansky's in a room especially among people who are right. who are from North America right. you know that he is right. the icon the, go- the, so. the quote unquote god so to speak right. everyone's looking with right. such reverence as all of us do when we see him when he walks in but to see him look at them wow. as if they were his boyhood heroes was fascinating to see a in this case a group but to see any person you know make Natan Sharensky um uh, you know gush right like I cannot believe I am standing here with them and I'm taking a photograph with wow. them it was just unbelievable and and I had this hood because of Rub their own parrots right to preside over that entire episode which was just nice. incredible and I'm and the context I'm, I'm, I'm goosebumps oh it just it, the whole thing was unbelievable you know, Uri Shirky from uh, Machon Meir, tremendous Tamil Chacham, student of Tzvi Hudakuk. It says that the Rambam says, famously, that about the Geula, about the coming of Mashiach, we won't know how it will happen until it happens. Says, what does that mean, we won't know? Says, because we know that. What's going to happen is we'll return to the land of Israel, we'll have sovereignty over the land, we'll return to Yerushalayim, etc., etc. Do we know that it'll come through a guy by the name of Balfour and the British and World War I? And did we know that Russian Jews, who are now in Israel in the over a million Russian Jews that live in Israel, who've transformed Israel as well, would come from a Sharansky who was influenced by the Six-Day War that had so many other ramifications. We won't know until it happens. And now that it's happening and we see it, it is truly miraculous and no way that anybody could have possibly figured out that there would be, a, you know, a, 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 in Eastern Europe, a, a, a Nitziv and a, and, a, and, and a Rav Kalischer and others and then a Herzl and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. Yep. Unbelievable. Yom Hatzma'ut Sameach, as we celebrate Israel 71 at JM in the AM.
We have 90 seconds. Tell me something about the torch lighting ceremony at Har Herzl. Give me something, Mayor. The uh, the last lighters of the 12 torches, right. Shivtei Yisrael, were the three mothers, the mothers of the three boys that were yeah. kidnapped and killed, <sighs> and they did it together. Each one of them introduced themselves, and they lit it in honor of the Jewish people and the Israeli society that stood with them, those 18 days were 18 days of such achdut, of such unity, and they were doing that, and they said, they showed again and again, the togetherness, the unity that we can have is so much stronger than whatever can separate us. And the Chvod Ahuvenu, they went and took their their sadness and and the death and turned it into beautiful chesed organizations. Right. Each one of them doing amazing, amazing things, and uh, of course, as it always is. I hope, I hope and pray that God gives us, you and I, the strength and the health to continue doing this year after year after year and continue to watch the growth and the influence of the state of Israel year after year after year. Amen. I'm just going to add that we should do it in Israel. Amen. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday, Yom Ha'atzmaut. I want to thank those who have been donating at fjbunity.org. If you've been inspired by us today, it's a great idea to support our wonderful work. Go to fjbunity.org. Full Thursday schedule. Mark Zamek will sub for Miriam Al Wallach at 1030 with That's Life. He'll be with me during the live lunch, which will emanate from this studio between 11 and 1 uh, coming up later on today. And the Throwback Thursday, listen to this, Mayor, the Throwback Thursday, will be, uh, which starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time, will be you and I at the 55th birthday of the State of Israel. And it'll sound very different compared to some of the things we said today, that I can assure you. Mo'adim l'simcha ligula shleima. Chag sameach, everybody. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.